brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! I, I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant. Ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. But that's the whole idea of diversifying, right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is Hello Canada. Canadian sports fans around the world. What are you laughing at, Moose? That was really loud. Whoever turned my headphones on had them to 11. Uh, hello. <laughs> yeah. And your mic flash is falling. You're, you're, you're a mess this morning, DuPont. Coffee's full, though. Thanks for that. <laughs> yes, sir. How about it that? It is, uh, where are we? What day is it? I had the wrong page here. Oh, and I'm a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I had actually no idea who was coming on the show today. I hadn't talked to a producer clerk ahead of this. Welcome to our show. <laughs> yeah, how do you like us so far? Jeff Patterson will be joining us, Vancouver sports uh, broadcaster, to talk Vancouver Canucks and uh, BC Lions. The long-awaited BC Lions home opener is coming up this week. And Justin Dunk from 3dunknation.com will be joining us to talk CFL football, probably a little NFL too. I'd like to talk to the Dunkster about that because you know he's got his finger on the pulse of the Canadians in the National Football League. That's right. And uh, holy smokes, are we inundated with coverage of the four-down game. So it's going to be a lot of fun today. Director Jordan, if you don't mind, can we hit the quick six show topics? Because we have to get down to business. Mm-hmm. This is the warm-up, by the way, brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. Again, I should be writing my quick six, Darren, with an HB pencil, <laughs> like Jerry Jones. Yes. Because they've changed. Yeah. You know, we're in the middle of the day on this Tuesday, and stuff's going down. So I had the week three CFL power rankings to talk about because, again, it's August, and we're going to talk about the Canadian Football League here in Canada. And I'm not sure what the guys are smoking that come up with the power rankings. Do you know who it is? Do you know, I don't know who it is. I would imagine it's a group. Media guys? That they would have a little, Probably. Yeah. And I laugh, by the way, because it's, it's subjective. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer in any of this. I, I get a kick, a bang out of how upset people get over this. I don't know that the teams are, but the fans sure And the media, too. I saw some people going off the chain about the power rankings yesterday. I'm just like, guys, come on. But they got, let's go through it. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, number one. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, number two. And if I may, it's probably 1A and 1B. And what did I say yesterday? We're not going to know who's the better out of those two till Labor Day and Banjo Bowl, but thankfully we're only a couple weeks away. Yeah, it's going to happen quick. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Winnipeg one, Sass two, Montreal three. They've played one game. You want to talk about being prisoners of the moment? 
How do you put them as the third best team in the Canadian Football League? But whatever. I just disagree. Uh, number four, the BC Lions, which you, mister, said yesterday could or should be 2-0. and Yeah. So I have no arguments there, I don't think. Yeah, you know, we're good there. Yeah, with BC at number four. The Toronto Argonauts, number five. And I don't know, with the Calgary Stampeders at number six, was this before or after we learned of Bo Levi Mitchell's injury? Because they might be ninth. We're going to find out Friday night when they host Montreal if they can fight their way out of a wet paper bag without Bo. Yeah, last year they had Nick Fatty Arbuckle. They don't have him this year. So BC 6, Hamilton 7th. Ho! Where's Tom Cochran sinking like the sunset? The Hamilton Tiger Cats. Two weeks ago were number 1. Now they're number 7. The Edmonton Elks are number 8. And the Ottawa Red Blacks, WTF, they got them ninth in the CFL. They got them as the worst team in the Canadian Football League, the Ottawa Red Blacks, who waltzed into Edmonton. Do you dehorn an elk? Good question. <laughs> they shot the elks. Yeah, you would put the, the, the up on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. They mounted the Elks. No, Wait a minute. No, 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 they didn't. No, they didn't. No, oh, no. Uh, spicy. <laughs> uh, de- Look, the power rankings. I have no problem with Montreal where they are. Um, again, the disclaimer I always put on this is power rankings are not standings. Power rankings are going to try and tell you who's actually the better team right now. And it's not about wins and losses. It's about who's going to win. So... If you did the matchups, the team above you in the power rankings would be favored to beat you, right? So Montreal would be favored to beat the teams below them, right? They'd be favored to beat Toronto. They'd be favored to beat Calgary. They should be the betting favorite this weekend as a result with Calgary 0-2. The Ottawa one gets me. And after one week, I could understand why Ottawa would be ranked below Edmonton. Just because you won doesn't mean that you'd be favored the next week or that you're the better team. But Edmonton's now had two poor showings in a row. We haven't seen another one from Ottawa. So I would probably have Ottawa in eight and and Edmonton in nine. Um, That one gets me a little bit. Calgary, though, we still think Calgary's a lot better than their record. So just because they're 0-2 and they're last in the standings doesn't mean they're last in the power rankings because we think we know they're a better team than their record. Now without Bo, and they lose again, they're probably going to keep falling. Some fun with the CFL power rankings, and that's exactly what it is. Fun, and that's about it. We've got breaking news on this Tuesday. Michael Riley, Jonathan Woodard, and Cody Fajardo were named the CFL top performers of the week for week two today. Michael Riley passed for 342 yards, completing 26 of his 33 passes and scored a touchdown in BC's 15-9 win over Calgary. In his second career game in the CFL, Jonathan Woodard scored a hat trick of sacks in Saskatchewan's 30-8 victory over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. In the second quarter, Woodard recorded a sack and forced a fumble, which was recovered by A.C. Leonard. The very next play, Fajardo connected with Mitchell Picton to give the Rough Riders a 16-8 lead. Woodard's teammate, Cody Fajardo, my favorite football player, was also named a CFL top performer following the Rough Riders win on Saturday night. The 2019 Most Outstanding Player finalist had an efficient game all around by completing 17 of 25 passes for 222 yards, adding 66 rushing yards, and three touchdowns, two in the air, one rushing. So a sprinkle of Jesus in the CFL top performers this week. So that just came down today. 
Weren't we going to do the Manscaped Balls Out Performer of the Week? And we forgot. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? Good question. Let's think about that. We'll think about that. Uh, moving on. We talk it. Hey. I'm just saying hey to everybody. I'd like to give a shout out to everybody right now, but this is not viewer takeover segment. We do that later. I appreciate y'all writing in on YouTube and Facebook and saying hey, but uh, we got business to take care of here. In our Curb Coffee session yesterday, Darren was saying that we need to talk more hockey. And I said, well, I'm not averse to that because I'm a hockey guy. But Darren, it's August. And he said, Moose said, drive the discussion. Create something to talk about. You can do that. Well, here we are. And uh, so I was kicking around some ideas. And I just this morning, it dawned on me. I'm like, well, how about projected standings finish for the Pacific Division for the 2021-22 NHL season? Well, you love that. Oh, yeah. And so I, <clears throat> then I put, I came up with mine this morning and I put it on Twitter and getting roasted for that. I'm getting roasted so much you'd think that I'm uh, <laughs> Thanksgiving turkey. Anyways, here are, here are your standings for the Pacific Division. And we'll do one a day for the rest of the week by division. Number one, Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Clearly, they're going to finish in first in the Pacific Division, and I think they're going to turn the rest of the division into mulch. As I got looking at these teams, I'm like, this might be the weakest division in the National Hockey League. I'm not joking. Yeah, I think you're Stick right. Stick with me. Number two, the Edmonton Oilers. My second favorite team on the planet. So got number one, Vegas. Number two, Edmonton. Number three, I got the Anaheim Ducks. Quick check of last year's standings. They finished dead last in their division. The Honda West. Eh, I might have jumped the gun on that one. But I'm a large fan of their regime. What they got going on. Uh, they got Zigris. They got uh, Sam Steele, obviously. A uh, bunch of world junior stars. Both Canada and the United States. I think they're going to be good. That's my take. Anaheim, three. Vancouver, four. This is where we get into the muck, mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Vancouver missed the playoffs last year. While they've re-signed their head coach, and I think they're a decent enough team, they're still, they're, they're still Vancouver, but they could be good enough to be in the playoffs. Number five, Calgary, who incidentally missed the playoffs as well. And I expected way more changes out of Calgary this offseason. There have been zero. A few within the office, but none that are going to make the news. Still got the same GM, still got the same coach, still got the same disgruntled players. I got Calgary five. Have the Seattle Kraken sixth. And they might qualify by virtue of a crossover. But I got them better than the Los Angeles Kings seventh and the San Jose Sharks eighth. So, yes, Anaheim is high. I've got them third in the division. I'm a believer in them. But Vegas won, San Jose last, and a mishmash in between. Yeah, I think Vancouver will be better than last year. Yeah. I think the coach having some certainty there is good with the extension. I think the goaltending actually will improve. I think Thatcher Demko being the starter, they'll go as far as Thatcher Demko takes them. And Elias Pettersson, too. He's got to come and have a little bit of a bounce back. Not that he was really bad, but he's a great player. He's got to get back to that elite level. Um, and I think Seattle surprises teams, and they'll be right there at the playoff cut line. They'll be flirting with it, I think. But I think you're right at the top, I think, with, with, with Vegas and, and Edmonton. I don't think there's going to be a lot of argument with those two, one and two. Uh, there already is, Moose. Uh, the general from Calgary writes in, and he says, I guess a Stanley Cup champ is nothing. A-Rod, Blake Coleman, he's one guy. 
And he's, is, sorry to say, a role player on the Tampa Bay Lightning. But as far as Calgary, they haven't done what Edmonton's done. Look what they've done. Calgary signed one guy. I'm not expecting a lot out of Calgary. And um, James in uh, Borden, Manitoba says the Flames are boring. They need a rebuild from top to bottom. Right? Why hasn't it happened? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. We can all see it. Gio's already not gone. Ch- not ch- Gio, they've lost their captain. They've already moved on from Giordano. This would be the time to make that move and start to shake things up. But, you know, Brad Tree Living still thinks the core there. And the core is capable. We've seen it. But, man, the window's closing if it hasn't closed already. Tacona Powley's watching in Winnipeg on YouTube, and he says, Rod, it's not might. It is the weakest division in the National Hockey League. And that is why the Vegas Golden Knights are going to eat them up like yesterday's lunch. Ah. Now they want to talk Jets. <laughs> well, are we a Winnipeg show? Are you surprised? Starting to think we're a Winnipeg show, which I'm totally down with. How about that? But we'll get to the Central Division tomorrow, which, I don't know, I got my head in a lot of other things. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this, at this division going, where's Arizona? No, I know. Well, you, t- you prefaced that when you texted me, right? Just remember, Seattle, Arizona's in the Central, Seattle's in the Pacific. The, you used to call them Death Valley. That's what gets me a little bit. Um, you had Anaheim up high. And I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping that we get a chance when we're down there. And it's not going to be till February. But I'm hoping we get to see the Kings, right? We won't get to see the Sharks. Super Bowl. But, but I'm hoping we get to see those teams. Because San Jose and L.A. are the two teams that we probably have written off at the bottom and we don't really know much about them and where, if they're going to make the turn, right? If they're ready to turn, but not good lately. Um, David Asplin watching on uh, Facebook says, Winnipeg, baby, come on down to Winnipeg. Well, we did. And we can't wait to go back. I'm, I don't lie to you. A lot of people don't like what I have to say, but I'm never lying to you. And, They rolled out the red carpet in Winnipeg for us. As one of my closest friends said to me last week, and you were there, Rod, it's Winnipeg. They hated you. And they're rolling out the red carpet now. Think about that for a second. I know. I said that as we're walking around. Like, to be able to walk around with you in this city and not be lit on fire every 10 steps, like, it is groundbreaking stuff. Thank you, Winnipeg. like, Like, the tectonic plates are shifting. Thank you, Winnipeg. That's all I can say is thank you. And tomorrow, we'll get to the Central Division predictions. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes that he says the Flames will not be very good. Rod is right. And he goes on to say, I'm sure once the Flames unload the Stampeders, things will get better. He says that tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. I got a tip. And by the way, I will show it to you in the break. A DM oh. on the sale of the Stampeders. Okay. The buyer, I'm told, from the same guy who gave me the tip in the first place, which coincidentally has been confirmed by a lot of Calgary football people that this is a thing. They got a buyer for the Calgary Stampeders. The guy has a connection to the XFL. Again, you may not like what I have to say, but I'm not lying to you. And so I'm going back and forth with the guy, and I'm like, wouldn't it be something... If it was The Rock. And he said, my guy, 
He said, uh, wouldn't it be something? Come full circle. Play with the Stampeders, got cut, come back and buy them. Well, that's cute. I look at it as this. Who doesn't want to go back and buy the place that cut you or fired you and burn it down? I'm not saying The Rock wants to go and burn down the Calgary Stampeders, but for him to come back and peel off the cash to buy the Calgary Stampeders? Oh, yeah. Could happen. That's Ari Gold style. He comes in with a paintball gun. <laughs> right? Everybody wants to own. You want to fire me? Okay, I'll come back and buy you, and I'll own the whole place. I know an NHL player that <clears throat> played for God's team, the Regina Pats. And let's just say he struggled in school, okay? And when he was in a meeting with the principal, said, I will come back here after my many years in the NHL, buy this school, and burn it down. <laughs> Which he, he did spend many years in the NHL, but he never came back and bought the school and burned it down. That's Anyways, awesome. from Claude Taylor watching in YouTube on YouTube, he says, Rod is pure entertainment. Well, that's a new one. That's a, could you write that down, guys? Put that on the wall. Rod oh, is pure entertainment. One, what did I say? We should do like movie posters, right? With all yeah. the reviews on. You know, we never did that. I know. Write that down. Put it on your book. Rod is pure <laughs> entertainment. Uh, we got a roll. Jeff Patterson coming in next from Vancouver to talk about this and all these other things. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Can you put that column up? The Rock, the new owner of the Calgary Stamps. Yes, 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 yes. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm saying it could happen. Point three, the Vegas Raiders to allow only vaccinated fans this year. Point four, the Blue Jays at Nationals today. For us older folks, that's Blue Jays Expos, if anybody's paying attention. Point five, uh, Tim Tebow released today. He doesn't care to block, Darren. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, And point six, Reds-Cubs will play in the the 2022 Field of Dreams game. So, yeah, they're going to do it again, and I love it. I'm here for it. The warm-up is brought to you by E. Cold Electric. Check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center. E. Cold Electric, let's get to work. It's daytime talk. We're live on Game Plus TV, and we're going to Vancouver next. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports talk. For Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond... Your space balls will thank you. Trust me.
Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. I did not tell you what the poll question was today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. It is, which is Canada's game of the week in uh, week three of the CFL? Edmonton at BC, Montreal at Calgary, Winnipeg at Toronto, or Ottawa at Saskatchewan. Leading on Twitter with 40% of the vote is uh, Red Blacks Riders, 33% Bombers Argos in Toronto. On Facebook, Winnipeg at Toronto's leading. How about that? With 43, that? 43% of the vote. Going to be a lot of blue in the forecast at BMO Field this weekend. Argos Bombers. Well, I uh, created a bit of a stir with my NHL Pacific Division predictor for this upcoming season. I want to bring in our good and longtime friend Jeff Patterson from Vancouver, longtime Vancouver sportscaster, to, to talk about that and other things. How are you doing, JP? I'm good, Rod. Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. What's the West Coast summer report? How's the summer been out there for you? Well, our forests are burning and COVID numbers are going up. So uh, other than that, everything's great. Um, <laughs> on the sports on the sports scene, look, Jim Benning said he had to be aggressive with the Vancouver Canucks, and he has been. Uh, are they a better hockey club? We're going to find out in about six weeks' time. But uh, coming back uh, with the same roster that was dead last in this makeshift Canadian division last year, that wasn't going to cut it. So uh, they needed to make improvements. I think they have up front. I think there's some legitimate uh, excitement in Vancouver and throughout British Columbia about their forward group, the addition of Connor Garland from Arizona, Jason Dickinson. They just got him signed over the weekend. They're going to insert Vasily Podkolzin, their first pick, 10th overall uh, in the 2019 draft. So they've got three newcomers that I think people are excited about up front. Thatcher Demko has established himself as uh, a number one guy, and I think there's reason to believe that he can get the job done it's that area in the middle though the blue line uh, it's been an issue for really all of Jim Benning's tenure here which is kind of ironic considering he himself was a National Hockey League defenseman and yet he has just struggled mightily to put together a legitimate NHL defense and so Alex Edler after 15 years uh, he decided to test free agency and and move on which was a little bit of a surprise to those of us that have covered Alex for his entire career in Vancouver drafted by the Canucks uh, you know, through the system and obviously became uh, one of, if not the best defenseman in franchise history, was part of that 2011 Stanley Cup team. And we just thought that he was going to be a career Canuck. But I think it speaks volumes when a player like Alex Edler decides at this stage of his career that he wants to explore his options and move on. And you think of the COVID situation and the way it just ravaged the Canucks last year. And there was a lot of chatter behind the scenes that the players weren't happy with the way it was handled by the organization. Remember that coming out of COVID, they were supposed to play the Oilers and the Leafs on back-to-back nights, like with one day of practice after being off for three weeks. And the players sort of rose up and JT Miller spoke out and, uh, you know, I think there were some lingering effects just about the way the organization handled that situation and treated the players. We know that Nate Schmidt wanted out, uh, didn't want to play for Vancouver, but he was willing to go play in Winnipeg. So read into that what you will. Um, you know, they made some moves here and they had to. I, I, I truly believe that Jim Benning's on the hot seat. Look, this team has been to the playoffs twice in the seven years he's been the GM, and one of those was the Edmonton bubble where they were invited to an expanded playoff tournament. They weren't—they hadn't even qualified to be one of the eight teams in the West, but 
you know, once they got in, hey, good on them. They made some hay. It was fun. People in Vancouver were buying in again. And then the follow-up was this past season where the bottom fell out on them. So on the hockey scene, it's been busy. Uh, the trade with Arizona, obviously, there are a lot of concerns here about Oliver ekman Larson and what he is at this stage of his career with that contract. Yeah, they moved Eric, Louis Erickson and Antoine Roussel and Jay Beagle out, but they take on... You know, that's a lot of contract for a player on the wrong side of 30. And by most accounts, uh, his performance has been in decline for a couple of seasons. So they're banking on a bounce back season from Oliver ekman Larson. They need a bounce back season from Quinn Hughes in his third year in the NHL. He was so dynamic as a rookie. And last year, the you know, it just it was a struggle in his own zone. The points are there. They're always going to be there uh, because that's how good he is. But you're a defenseman, you got to defend in the NHL. And I think there are still a lot of questions about, uh, you know, just how well Quinn Hughes can do that. So, like the offensive group, like the goaltending, but like so many here in Vancouver, Rod, lots of questions about uh, what they're going to put on the ice uh, on defense for Holy, this hockey club. You come out guns a-blazing. I now I know everything about the Vancouver Canucks now. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate that, by the way. But I, I want to sprinkle in a few comments here from the Hockey Club podcast watching in Tallahassee, Florida, Corey Patterson a WHL star from Days Gone By. He says, Patterson with one T. I feel your pain, bro. Is that a thing? It can be a a curse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody always defaults to the two Ts. It's just, look, that's life. Uh, But uh, I've managed to get by. But yes, it's a real thing. No doubt. Tell tell me about it. How about the Danish spelling of Peterson? All E's. (laughs) You can imagine. Uh, Breaking news. Tim Capper, a viewer in Montreal, says from Sportico, the NHL is adding advertisements to its jerseys for the 2022-23 season. Uh, just a little side jaunt on that. I don't have a problem with it. Revenue is revenue. I do not have a problem with it. Do you, Jeff? No, I don't. These people that freak out about the sanctity of the jersey. Uh, look, we've survived. The CFL has done it for years. I think we're all okay. The NBA, uh, they do it. So if it's good for the NBA, if LeBron and others can have a patch on their jersey, I'm sure that uh, the National Hockey Leaguers will do it. We all got by with the patches on the helmets last year. Look, uh, sponsorship, the league doesn't happen without uh, partners and sponsors. And so um, when that uh, first COVID, uh, the this first season was halted by COVID, you, know, you had to make good for your partners and you had to find ways to get creative to do that kind of stuff. You know, a sticker on the helmet last year, uh, I was fine with that, and I'll be just fine. I will not lose any sleep whatsoever with a patch on a National Hockey League jersey. Of course, it'll be something to be debated and torn apart, but in the end, the NHL's going to do what they're going to do, and I'm all for it. I just came out with my predictions for the Pacific Division for this season, Jeff, and uh, people are arguing with them, of course, but I got Vegas, Edmonton, Anaheim, Vancouver, Calgary, Seattle, L.A., San Jose. Could you see Vancouver in fourth making the playoffs this year? I think a lot of things will have to go right for the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, that's not to say that that can't happen. Uh, But based on where they were last year, you know, right now, Rod, all the talk here in Vancouver is Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes. And you can imagine uh, we're still a month plus from training camp, but those days go by in a hurry. There are no pressure points. And it kind of feels like the two sides here have – uh, just taking a step back for the time being. So they don't need a contract in the middle of August. They need a contract uh, by training camp. But, you know, if one or both of those guys aren't around for training camp, that starts to change the conversation because the Canucks start with a six-game road trip. 
Uh, I think you want your best players available and in the lineup, especially when you've got to start like that. So, you know, that's the discussion point. They need Elias Patterson. He missed half of last season with a wrist injury. Uh, he claims to have the clean bill of health. But, you know, they need these guys in camp, uh, hitting the ground running from day one. They went through a bit of a holdout with Brock Besser two years ago, the last time there was a full season. Uh, although, you know, he had a fine start to the year. And, and I think these guys are, are so good now and trained so hard, even on their own, that uh, you know, they'll be fine. But they need contracts. Can't play without a contract. So, uh, you know, will the Canucks be a playoff team? I, I think it, the best thing they have going for them is the division they play in because there are just so many wild cards. I'm not sure that I can get to, to where you have Anaheim. But, again, things happen. Surprises happen. Uh, I think Los Angeles is certainly a team to watch with all of the uh, incredible young talent that they've got there. If they can get some guys uh, that can take a, a leap forward here. But yeah, I think Vegas is still the front runner uh, with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Like I have to think that Edmonton is a playoff team. Maybe their goaltending holds them back. It didn't last year, but you know, you're banking on a guy uh, into his forties to be your every night goaltender plus in the playoffs. You know, there are risks that come associated with that. But again, am I going to, bet against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, not on your life, not to make the playoffs at the very least. Uh, and after that, I think it's a bit of a crapshoot. And, you know, a team like Seattle, who knows what to expect. Uh, obviously, the bar has been set by Vegas for an expansion franchise. I think Seattle's going to have a hell of a time living up to those types of expectations. But I'm sure they'll play with that uh, expansion chip on their shoulder. And, uh, you know, it's cool. I mean, we've been waiting 50-plus years of existence for the Canucks to have a geographic rival. They finally got one here. There's no way that the Canucks want to fall behind uh, Seattle in year number one. So I think that's kind of going to be the game within the game here on the West Coast all season long. And I mentioned that six-game road trip that the Canucks start with. The sixth and final game of that road trip is Seattle's home opener so the Canucks better make some hay in those first five games because that feels like a prescribed loss to me if you have to go into a team's building the first time in franchise history uh they'll be hanging from the rafters in there uh fired up for National Hockey League action in Seattle so uh that's going to be a difficult night a Saturday night at that uh but it'll be some fun after all these years for uh, people to be able to zip up and down the I-5 if the borders, in fact, are open in both directions. Uh, let's hope that they are uh, by the time that that night rolls around because uh, it's it's kind of cool to finally, after all these years, have a true, legitimate rival for the Vancouver Canucks in the NHL. Oh, oh yeah, wouldn't that be nice? We've got about three minutes and i got two questions for you. So the Braden-Holtby era in Vancouver, how do we sum it up? Yeah, it was tough for him uh, coming to a new team for the first time in his career and also making that adjustment from being the guy in Washington to being a backup. Uh, you know, he, he struggled. He, and, and his numbers show you that he's been in decline for a couple of seasons. All-world person. It was unfortunate in the Zoom world that we weren't in the room getting a chance to, you know, to, to know him a little bit better. Uh, but ultimately, it's a bottom line business and he didn't stop enough pucks. And so, you know, I'm glad for him that the Canucks were able to buy him out, put him back on the market and he landed in Dallas. And, you know, I hope that uh, there was a, a year of learning for him about being a backup guy and what it takes to sort of step back and, and play, you know, once every four or five nights as opposed to going four of every five games. Uh, and I do think that that was just a big part of the adjustment, all of it against the COVID backdrop. It was a tough situation. And so, uh, you know, I hope it works well for him uh, down in Dallas. You covering the BC Lions a little bit. Uh, I understand their home openers this weekend against the Edmonton Elks. Hope there's a crowd for it. Uh, what are you expecting this week? 
Yeah, on the crowd front, uh, stringent rules still here in BC. I mean, they can only sell uh, 50% of capacity for BC Place, and, and for them, capacity is the lower bowl. So they're only selling 12,500 tickets, and I'm really curious to see uh, if they can get close to that number. Uh, again, COVID numbers here in the province are on the rise, and I think that uh, you know that's going to scare some people away from a group setting. So I, I really don't know. Your guess is as good as mine on the head count. And quite frankly, uh, aside from that first quarter in Regina, they've looked pretty good uh, defensively, particularly. They've overhauled the defense. I think people in Vancouver and around BC are still learning the names because there's a lot of newcomers. But, man, they looked good in Calgary last week, keeping Bo Levi in check. And, you know, to come off the road uh, one and one, uh, I, I, especially the way things are shaking down around the division, uh, you know, it's kind of become a, a bit of a running gag here, and not just in Vancouver, but I think around the, the league about who's going to start at quarterback. Sounds like Michael Riley's taking the bulk of the snaps here early in this week. So, uh, look, if he's healthy, he is their guy. But I thought Nathan Rourke acquitted himself quite nicely. You guys saw that uh, in Regina in week number one. But you can't be spotting opponents 31 nothing leads and thinking you're going to rally and come back to win. So they didn't. I thought they put up a pretty good fight in week one. And again, they were able to build on that last week in Calgary. So, you know, one on one, I, all things considered, after being away for a couple of years and no exhibition games, uh, I think you take that uh, with two road games under your belt. You come back home here. And uh, again, so many questions around this football team, but uh, we don't have to wonder how long it's going to take for them to get their first win. Uh, you know, Rick Campbell has been waiting uh, almost two years just to, to coach a game, let alone win a game. And so uh, they got their work cut out for them. I think uh, there are a lot of people that are skeptical uh, of the team, uh, the ownership situation, the league in general. Uh, you know, it's been a tough go the last bunch of years here for the BC Lions in this market. But that 2019 season when they were 5-13 and 13 under Devon Claybrooks, a complete disaster and a write-off. Uh, let's hope that they have turned the page from that and the brighter days ahead for uh, the football team here on the West Coast. A wonderful Vancouver sports update. Jeff, real quickly, where can people follow your stuff? Yeah, the best place to do it uh, is on Twitter at Patterson Jeff. And again, we established Patterson with just the one T. Uh, and we're following your lead, Rod. We're branching out into the digital space here uh, on the West Coast. I'm uh, going to be covering the Canucks for the Sakarison Price Show and uh, looking forward to uh, to that adventure that's really going to get under I'm on holidays for the next couple of weeks. And then September 1, we'll jump in with both feet and we'll see uh, where we uh, kind of find ourselves in the wild west of this digital frontier. Sounds good, buddy. Appreciate it. Enjoy what's left of summer. All right. Thanks for having me on. Jeff Patterson joining us from the left coast. A lot of stuff to talk about there to unpack when we come back. Sports update. Moose will rejoin us. And we'll have the Prairie Mobile text line open so you can write us there. 306-840-8777. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Today's show is fire. And it didn't really start out that way. I see Twitter's going nuts with, um, <laughs> I feel like an American tabloid news site. Breaking rumors. Like, there's no such thing as a breaking rumor, right? I uh, know. 
Let's bring the moose on the screen if we can. Yeah. So my friend in Calgary tipping me off that the proposed buyer for the Calgary Stampeders has an XFL connection. And we basically said, wouldn't it be something if it was The Rock? That's all we said. Uh, but who else is connected to the XFL? Vince McMahon? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't so think Vince would be interested in Mark Calgary Stampeders. I don't know if he's got the money to do that. No, and I'm, but is that, you know, you go to those markets that have XFL teams. Is that what we're talking about? Um, yeah. Somebody in Seattle. Tricky Dick watching on YouTube. He's clearly a Bomber fan because his avatar is a Bomber logo. He says, this is the power rankings as picked by Miss Perkins kindergarten class. <laughs> He's talking about the CFL power rankings. You got Winnipeg number one. What do you want? If you're not first, you're last. Did you know it was the 15-year anniversary of Talladega Nights a couple weeks ago? No. 15 years. Wow. 2006 it came out. Wow. Shake and bake. Sports update. T. Oscar Hernandez has been named the American League Player of the Week, making it three consecutive weeks that a Blue Jay has earned the honor. Hernandez batted 500 with eight runs scored, two doubles, three home runs, 10 runs batted in, and an 893 slugging percentage. The Jays went three and four over that span. NBD. No big deal. Uh, by the way, Sports Center this morning. What's wrong with the Blue Jays? They're just coming off winning 12 of 14, so they've cooled off a little bit. Vladdy's struggling a little bit. They say he's worn out. Give him a rest. Mm, Blue Jays outfielder George Springer was named the league's top player the previous two weeks. It's the second time in franchise history that the Blue Jays had three consecutive weekly winners. Pitchers Luis Leal and Dave Steeb and outfielder Lloyd Mosby did so back in May of 1983. Arizona pitcher Tyler Gilbert, who threw a no-no in his first Major League start on Saturday, was named the NL Player of the Week. A career milestone for Cincinnati Reds infielder Joey Votto, the 27, sorry, the 37-year-old Toronto product, registered his 200th career, 2000th career hit with a seventh-inning single in the Reds' 15-4 win over the Cubs. Votto joins Larry Walker of Maple Ridge, B.C. as the only Canadians to reach the 2,000-hit plateau. Breaking news from this morning, the Philadelphia 76ers have kept their trust in Joel Embiid. Embiid and the Sixers agreed on a four-year, $196 million contract extension. They call that, what do they call it? The Supermax? Is that yeah. what it is? Supermax, I think? The NBA has chosen not to participate in the pandemic. Uh, that's about all I got. Other than the Atlanta Falcons say all of their players are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, that makes Atlanta the NFL's first franchise to be fully inoculated against the virus. This sports update for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. And the Tap and Ballers Rec Room are affiliated, by the way. What's the kickoff of the Rough Riders game on Saturday? I think it's 5 o'clock. Do you know? I don't. I think it's 5, which would mean their tailgate party will get rolling at 1. This side. It's a four-hour tailgate Ooh. party. Oh, yeah. And then a post-game party. And then a... Oh, that, too. Put in a shift. <laughs> Here we go. It's one of those days from the Puck and Pigskin podcast. Hey, Calgary, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Spicy. Can you do a people's eyebrow? Because I can't. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Can I get it? Oh, so on the 
Atlanta Falcons thing. 100% of their players are vaccinated. Stevie Bags this morning, our good and longtime friend and the star of uh, Cobra Kai. Right. He has put, where is it? Today on Twitter. My spirit has been vaccinated by the creator. So why would I need a vaccine from man? Hashtag woke. Well, he is getting summarily blistered on Twitter for that opinion. And uh, that's his opinion. And only his opinion. But I'm so glad that we have successfully, for the most part, for 16 months, dodged COVID talk. We really have. We've done a good job of it. Yeah, I quite often think if we can do a sports talk show on national television for four months with no sports, we can do anything. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. It's been pretty good in a, in a pandemic like this with no sports and no vaccine talk. I mean, we've had vaccine talk. We've had COVID talk, but not really. And we not don't at, sit and ruminate on it. Not at scale, no. And it's been pretty outstanding. So, it, hey, if it comes up once in a while, that's not such a bad thing. We've done a pretty good job of dancing around it. Uh, Mike writing in on the Prairie Mobile text line. Good morning, Rod and Moose. It's Mike Rolene from Edmonton. I was just wondering if you guys seen the Canadian boy Joey Votto's interview after his 2000th hit saying how he gave his first hit ball to his dog as a chew toy. Have a great day, boys. From Mike Rolene. I didn't see the postgame interview, and that surprises me a little bit because I did watch SportsCenter this morning. I think that's, I think that's funny. His first hit, yeah. he got the ball and he gave it to his dog. That's love. Love is love. From Spiking Viking, checking in from Gimli. Is the Spiking Viking. Smoky Gimli. I'm getting tired of this forest fire smoke. Yeah. You know, spent some time at the lake after Winnipeg, and I'm a, I don't really know this, but I'm a big space guy. I like space. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, thinking about what's, all that kind of stuff. So I, all, I like when there's meteor showers, I kind of look at the calendar and I like the meteor showers because I just sit and think about business and think about life and watch the meteors. So this past weekend, the 13th to the 15th, 16th is like the peak of the Perside's meteor shower, like the biggest one of the year. Can't watch it because it's smoky. And anyways, so I'm equally tired of this smoke in the air too. If we could clean up the forest fires, that would be good for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know they're trying. Absolutely. It's just, it's a gray sky for those of you that are watching in America and you don't know what's going on up here in Canada. The Calgary Stampeders yesterday had to move the, cancel their outdoor practice because of this smoke. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's brutal. It's not one thing, it's another, right? Mm-hmm. It's not 40 below, it's 40 above. And we got grasshoppers the size of birds and forest fires and <laughs> oh, bugs and ah. Uh, Anyways, hey, we've made the CFL News Twitter feed. They're quoting me, Darren. Are you shocked? They got a buyer for the Calgary Stampeders. The guy has a connection to the XFL. You might not like what I have to say, but I'm not lying to you. They're quoting me, quoting myself. Rod Peterson said on the Rod Peterson Show, put that one on the poster or my tombstone. (laughs) 
on the weekend, <laughs> what'd you say? My tombstone's going to be 10 stories high yeah. with sayings. Uh, one more before we break. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, you guys did a good job providing sports content during COVID for sure. Well done. Thank you, Jeff. Full-on viewer takeover when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash. Your car deserves it at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. It is Viewer Takeover. I really love this segment, and I know you do too, Moose. Mm -hmm. Uh, By the way, yesterday's rock star of the day was Connor Bedard. I want to just throw that out there. It's one of the highest viewed videos we've had in some time for the star of Hockey Canada and the Regina Pats. That was our rock star of the day yesterday, Connor Bedard. How's your summer going, Connor? Good, Rod. How's yours? <laughs> I love that. I thought he was going to continue to interview you. Follow that up. Wouldn't that have been something? It would have been great. Poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Which is Canada's game of the week in week three of the Canadian Football League? And your options are Edmonton at BC, Montreal at Calgary, Winnipeg at Toronto, Ottawa at Sask. Bombers Argos leading on Facebook. How about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, Ottawa at Sask leading with 41% of the vote. But it's your lucky day because that's the doubleheader, right, on Saturday? Yeah. Let me go back and check my notes. Thursday night football. Edmonton at BC. I'm really looking forward to that one. West Division collision. Friday, Montreal at Calgary. And then that Saturday doubleheader with the games that we just talked about. The, the big ones. The Montreal-Calgary game is up there for me as my choice for game of the week. I mean, without Bo Levi, I think we're all curious to see Calgary and Montreal. But I'm really curious. Toronto is the big one. Who are they going to start at quarterback? That's my question, right? you got to think that they're thinking really long and hard about maybe starting Nick Arbuckle. Yeah. What do they say? If, if they got, haven't announced If you got already. two quarterbacks, you don't have one. I'm not sure I believe that. That's just a saying. It is. I, I'll say it again. Those TSN analysts on the CFL have been spicy this year, ripping spicy. the Argos for taking McLeod Bethel-Thompson out of the game Friday in Winnipeg. I don't have a problem with it. Didn't what he was a quarterback. You know, more than all of you guys. Don't you think? How to manage those personalities. He's been a backup, too, in this league, right? So he'll have a good relationship with that quarterback room, I would imagine. Regarding the scoopage today, if it is that, the buyer for the Calgary Stampeders has a connection to the XFL. Ian Collinson writes on on Twitter, why not a name attached to the report? Anyone can deny anything afterwards, not like it would kill a sale or shouldn't. We're not giving a name. The guy doesn't want his name. I don't know his name. This is the tips I'm getting out of Calgary. This Argos fan on Twitter, Rod, honestly, your whole reputation is now hinging on this. If this is untrue or doesn't materialize, you will officially be a clickbait outlet. I'm hoping you and your source are right. Hey, 
You worry about you, I'll worry about me. I've got the sources, okay? I've been in the business 30-plus years. Don't worry about me. You do you, I'll do me. Hour two coming up after this on Game Plus TV. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.